You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. The wicked shall not rule the godly. The wicked shall not rule the godly is the title of this devotion. It's a bit long, the title, but I didn't know how to make it shorter. And that is something that I believe is important for us today because we can see that there are ways in this world becoming more and more prevalent that are contrary to the guidance that we have from God and the instructions that we have from His Word. And it's never not been like that since sin entered the world. You can see the conflict right there in the beginning when Cain enabled the first two children of Adam and Eve came up and one brought an offering of the labor of his hands and the other brought an offering of the life of the flock. And when that life blood of the flock was shed to offer God, God showed favor. But God did not show favor when it was merely the labor of the hand, when there was no blood involved. And then Cain became filled with wrath because he didn't feel favor. And God didn't appear to Abel, but he appeared to Cain. And he said to Cain, why are you so wrathful? Why is your countenance so dark? If you do what pleases me, you will be accepted. But he refused to honor God in the way that God said that's the way. He didn't want to know God's way. God says, if you would offer the blood of lamb to come and worship me, you would be accepted, no different. But he wouldn't do it. He allowed evil to rule over him. He gave way. God said it right there in Genesis 4. He says, evil is lying at the door of your heart, but you must rule over it. You must not allow it to rule over you. But Cain didn't listen to God. And God visited him, helped him, came to him, but he didn't listen. And it ended up that he took the, the lifeblood of his brother. It is unimaginable that such evil was able to rule over the one who had been offered such amazing grace and such amazing acceptance that God himself appeared to him and called him. But that shows you that we have a choice. Moses repeatedly said to the children of Israel, I place before you life and death. Choose this day whom you will serve. Joshua said it. He says, me and my house, we will serve the Lord. In chapter 24, I think, of Joshua. Folks, you need to daily realize you have a choose whom you will serve. Excuse me. You need to daily realize you have a choice whom you will serve. It says in, in Romans chapter 8, you either choose sin with death or you choose righteousness with peace. 
and it says there, you decide to whom you offer yourself as servant. In Romans chapter 5 and chapter 6. I think that's chapter 6. It's so important, friends, that we realize that the great power of salvation is the freedom to choose. Friends, oppression is where you feel you have no choice, where you feel you're a victim, where you're oppressed, controlled, enslaved, and dominated. And Jesus came to liberate us by His Spirit from that kind of prison and give us the choice to say, yes, Father, your way, not my way. And here in Psalm 125, I'll read to you from the Living Bible. Psalm 125, those who trust in the Lord are steady as Mount Zion, unmoved by any circumstance. Just as the mountains surround and protect Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and protects his people. For the wicked shall not rule the godly, the title of this devotion, lest the godly be forced to do wrong. O oh Lord, do good to those who are good, whose heart are right with the Lord, but lead evil men to execution, and let Israel have quietness and peace again. Just as the mountains surround, verse 2, and protect Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds and protects his people, for the wicked shall not rule the godly lest the godly be forced to do wrong. Friends, this is where the power of choice is. You choose God as your shield and your exceedingly great reward, or you choose to go your own way and not rely and depend on His keeping. I personally could not live outside of His keeping because no, in my own weakness, I will fail and stumble like anybody else. I cannot boast myself against anybody in their failure because I'm no better than them. I can only boast myself in the Father's love that He has made Jesus unto me, wisdom to perceive, know and recognize Him, righteousness so I can live in union with Him, sanctification so I can be like Him, redemption so I can embody all that He is. So you'll read it in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 29 through 31. And here in Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes to the hills from which come from whence come my help. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade at your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth even forevermore. The Lord, the Lord is the keeper, which is the key to not be ruled by wickedness, by ungodliness, by unholiness, by uncleanness. I tell you the truth. If I didn't live in this, I'm in flesh and blood like any other man. I'd be vulnerable to all the uncleanness. And oh my goodness, when such things get old on, on you, 
It is so terrible, demoralizing, destructive to your conscience, to your heart, to your soul. It estranges you from the Lord as it defiles you with all these evil yearnings and gnawings of the flesh where your own body is under the constraint of that ungodliness. And the Lord says, no, the wicked will not rule over the godly. This shall not control you. No, I've come to liberate you. I've come to set you free. For whom the Son sets free is free indeed. And yes, 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 yes. I know because I've been there myself. I have been a prisoner of sin in many, many ways. But he has delivered me out of them all. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but he has delivered him out of them all. And here in Psalm 66, oh, how in awe-inspiring are your deeds, O God. How great your power, verse 2. No wonder your enemies surrender. All the earth shall worship you and sing of your glory. Come, I say to you today, and see the glorious things God has done. What marvelous miracle ha- miracles happened to his people, verse 5. <laughs> He made a dry road through the desert, all through the sea for them. They went across on foot. What excitement and joy there was that day when they went through the Red Sea. Because of his great power, he rules forever. He watches every movement of the nations. Oh, rebel lands, he will deflate your pride. Let everyone bless God and sing his praises, for he holds our lives in his hand. Oh, let everyone bless God and sing his praises, for he holds our lives in his hand. Listen now, listen now. And he holds our feet to the path. You have purified us with fire, O Lord, like silver in a crucible. You've captured us in your net and laid great burdens on our backs. You sent troops to ride across our broken bodies. We went through fire and flood, but in the end... You brought us into wealth and great abundance. Now I've come to your temple with burnt offerings to pay my vows. And when I was in trouble, I promised you many offerings. That is why I'm bringing you these fat he goat rams and calves. The smoke of their sacrifice shall rise before you. Come and hear all of you who reverence the Lord. And I will tell you what he did for me. For I cried to him for help with praises ready on my tongue. He would not have listened had I not confessed my sins. But he listened. He heard my prayer. He paid attention to it. Blessed be the God who didn't turn away when I was praying and didn't refuse me his kindness and love, folks. When we say the wicked will not rule the godly, that doesn't mean you don't go through some humdinger battles at times. I know I have. Virginia and I have. As a congregation, as a church we have. We have gone through some humdinger trials. I'll never forget. There in early 90s, I don't know, 1990, 1991, 92, 93. Oh, the battle 
was ferocious. 1989, when we started the church, 1990, 91, 92, 93, the battle was ferocious. And I remember somebody came to me here in the church. And I didn't know the person. He greeted me after the meeting and shook my hand. He was friendly. I think he was a minister. And he said to me, Pastor Robert, I don't know how you bear all the things that people say and the things that come against you. And I looked at him, I will never forget. I said, oh, my dear brother, I don't bear it. The Lord himself, he bears it. He has not handed me over to the will of my adversaries, David says in one of the Psalms, I think Psalm 47. No, the Lord surrounds me and keeps me and guards me. No, my friend, the wicked don't rule over me because the Lord reigns in me and over me. Do you see it? I'm not saying this to boast in me. No, I boast in the Lord. So I close with Isaiah 26. Oh, I love this chapter. <clears throat> Starting at verse 3. You will guard him and keep him and her in perfect and constant peace whose mind, both its inclination and its character stayed on you because he commits himself to you, leans on you, hopes confidently in you. So trust in the Lord. Commit yourself to him, lean on him, hope confidently in him forever. For the Lord God is an everlasting rock, the rock of ages, verse 7. The way of the consistently righteous, those living in moral and spiritual rectitude in every area and relationship of their lives is level, straight. For you, O Lord, who are upright, direct aright and make level the path of the uncompromisingly righteous. Yes, in the path of your judgment, O Lord, we wait expectantly for you. Our heartfelt desire is for your name and for the remembrance of you. My soul yearns for you, O Lord, in the night. Yes, my spirit within me seeks you earnestly. For only when your judgments are in the earth will the inhabitants of the world learn righteousness, uprightness, and right standing with you, O Lord. Verse 12. You will ordain peace, God's favor, blessings, both temporal and spiritual for us. Hallelujah. For you have also wrought, worked in us and for us all our works. O Lord, our God, other masters besides you have ruled over us, but we will acknowledge and mention your name only. They, the former tyrant masters, are dead they shall not live or reappear. They are powerless ghosts. They shall not rise and come back. Therefore, you have visited them and made an end of them and caused every memory and every trace of their supremacy to perish. Lord, when they were in trouble, and excuse me, go, oh, let's stop there. That was verse 14. My dear friends, the wicked will not rule over the godly. The Lord rules over and in the godly. And you could be in a prison cell. You could go through the pains of divorce, having been abandoned by somebody you love and the gnawing pain of missing them is trying to tear you to shreds while your children weep and cry missing them. The Lord 
the Lord, the Lord. He's with you. He will not forsake you. He's watching over you. He's guarding you with his wonderful presence. He's comforting you with his spirit. He's saying to you, fear not, I'm with you. Don't be dismayed. I'm almighty. I will help you. I will strengthen you. I will uphold you. Isaiah 41.10 I will not fail you. Don't be afraid. The Lord rules and reigns and he will fulfill all his goodwill and promise for you. And you will come through shining bright with his mercy and grace and say amazing grace to thine be the kingdom and the glory. Amen. Have a good day.